You're listening to the E-Commerce Maven Podcast. I'm your host, Christy Sumer, founder and e-commerce girl boss of the ethical fashion brand Encircled and the e-commerce coaching company Retail Bliss. This podcast is designed for e-commerce bosses who want to take their online store to the next level. Together, we'll take on your toughest challenges, motivate you to do the work, and give you all the tools and strategies necessary to build a sustainable and profitable online store. You deserve to make money doing what you love, and I can help. Let's get you started on creating that e-commerce brand of your dreams. This week's episode is all about taking that online experience offline and running a successful in-person event for your e-commerce store. It's super timely as it was inspired by our first in-studio event that we held at my e-commerce fashion brand Encircled this past week. I'd love to share with you what went really well, what maybe didn't go so well, what I do differently um, next time, and key, other key learnings so you can make an event yourself that totally wows and delights your customers. So let's dig in. So the basic structure of the event that I just held was um, an in-studio social is what we called it. So we had it for four hours on a weekday evening. It was a Thursday evening at our studio. Um, and we started promoting it um, about a month before the event, maybe a little bit less than that. So we put it in our newsletter. We had done a new um, office tour and put a link to the event right there. Um, and then we've continued to kind of promote it on our social channels as well as on our newsletter. So that was kind of the first step was like the promotional aspect of that. And if I could have done stuff differently there, I probably would have started earlier. I think promoting your event as early as possible um, ensures better attendance for sure. So I definitely recommend starting as early as possible. I have a friend of mine who does events um, at her studio, her yoga studio pretty regularly, and she promotes the next event basically at the event, even if it's like six months away. So that's something to really think about when you're starting to promote an in-person event is that give a lot of lead time, especially depending on who your customers are. They may need that lead time to find childcare or other or fit it into their busy schedule. So the next thing was kind of the lead up to the event. So I didn't actually manage the event specifically. I let that go to uh, one of my team members who took it over. But I definitely had oversight on it, and um, the person who was managing it, she's very organized. She had a detailed spreadsheet of all kinds of tasks and stuff like that, which was great. Um, it's important to map out everything that you can think of that's going to happen, so like everything you need to do before the event. And the tool we use for that is Asana, um, and I really pushed her to do that because Asana is a project management tool. It's great for assigning people tasks, so even down to like the littlest task, that you think will take time, they always take time. This is the thing. So like I'll give you an example of a task that wasn't assigned necessarily, but took time the day of. So um, we wanted to do a contest where you pull a winner for a $100 gift card at the studio social. And so somebody has to make those ballots, then somebody has to print the ballots, then somebody has to cut the ballots out. And that whole process wasn't really captured in Asana. Um, but bigger tasks like creation of a presentation because we had a workshop at our event um, was in there. But I advise people to get as micro as possible when planning events. Like you want to go down to like easy bits and pieces and make sure you're assigning people um, on your team tasks and not just yourself because it can be really overwhelming to run an event. There's so many little pit 
parts and pieces that you may be missing. Um, so we definitely captured, I'd say like 90% of the parts and pieces, but of course stuff came up the day of. So as an example, we created gift bags, which are a nice takeaway for, um, people coming to your event and they're pretty affordable. There were these, uh, natural cotton totes that we already had. Um, and we printed copies of our minimalist wardrobe workbook and then added in an environmentally friendly pencil. And what we didn't realize was the pencils, of course, of course they're not sharpened. So somebody had to sharpen those and we didn't have, um, um, an electric pencil sharpener in the office. So by hand, somebody had to sharpen a hundred pencils. So that was definitely not in the work pack schedule, but like that was something that was like out of our scope. I think we just didn't predict that. Um, the other kind of major tasks leading up to the event were, cause we had this workshop that we ran twice during the event night. Um, we needed a microphone, we needed a projector, we needed, um, food, drink, liquor license, um, chairs, glassware. Um, we needed the printouts, all the signage. Um, and then of course, like the day of, you need people to help move the desks in the office and all that kind of stuff. Um, the thing I would say about that is that I think, uh, the team member who was organizing this for me did a really good job of capturing, you know, like the major steps and budgeting and all that kind of stuff. Day off got a little chaotic and it's because I think she was running around doing a lot of stuff. So, um, nobody really knew what we should be doing next. Um, and I tried to give some direction for sure, but we definitely should have started earlier moving stuff around in the office. It's easy to underestimate how long it takes to like clean up a space, make it look presentable for people. It took way longer than we expected for sure. Um, so definitely I would have liked to start earlier on that because we literally finished just as people were like starting to come in at 5 p.m. Um, so the one thing that was missing there was a team meeting. So we definitely needed a meeting with people to um, like align on what's going on. You know, one of the things that happened was people didn't know there were additional sizes in the t-shirts in the back, um, which is crazy to me, but <laughs> because we are all are all in our warehouse all the time. Um, but it wasn't communicated. So I can see how people could be confused. Um, so little details like that. I think it's good to have a staff meeting and all hands meeting on deck, uh, before you start your event, just to set the tone, um, get everybody their roles and give them their expectations. And we kind of did that individually, but we ran out of time for a team meeting because people started coming in. Um, so that was a little compressed and rushed, I think. Um, so definitely like leave enough time to set up your event. I would almost leave like half a day, if not more to do it next time, um, to include all the food prep and everything. It just takes a really long time. Um, the next thing I would think about is the staffing of the event. So we had, I think seven of us working it and everybody kind of had their role. Um, I of course was leading the workshop and, I was kind of milling about helping other people. We had two people on sales. We had a door greeter. We had somebody kind of floating around between new designs and sales. Um, then we had a photographer. And then we had um, somebody managing kind of the food and beverage. Um, I feel like we probably could have used another person. We had about, I think, 55 to 60 people there throughout the night. And it just was a lot, especially with trying on clothing and stuff like that. Um, we definitely could have used more fitting rooms, but 
I think there could have been more people on deck because, you know, you forget that when people turn on clothes, they get the wrong size, blah, blah, blah. And it accumulates this massive pile of clothing. And being a small batch manufacturer, you want to get those things back on the rack so other people can buy them. So that was definitely um, something we probably fell a little bit short on staffing. However, I think we did a great job with our team uniforms. We picked one of our colored shirts. We don't have a lot of colors in our collection. Um, and they were very bright and they stood out and it was very noticeable who was our team members. Um, our team members were great. Everybody was super friendly, which is awesome. I even got like a lot of compliments from people just saying that to me about my team being really awesome. Um, the other thing we did was we ran a workshop to make it a little bit more interesting than just being a shopping social. We did do a discount on shopping. It was 15% off, um, which was a good solid discount. We don't discount very often. Um, and then we had a workshop running at 6.30 and 8 p.m. Um, where I presented on how to build a minimalist wardrobe workbook. So the 6.30 p.m. one was super busy. Um, I think there was maybe 35 people there, something like that. And then the one at eight, there was like seven people. So if I could do it again, I'd probably just want run one workshop in the night and make it probably at maybe a bit more of a mutually convenient time, like 6.45 or 7, because it sucks to present to people. Seven people feels really weird when you've just presented to like 40 um, and your energy is lower towards the end of the night too. So I felt like I wasn't as enthusiastic and I rushed it more on the last group for sure. So, um, if you are throwing a workshop, um, I might recommend just doing one. That was like a little optimistic, I think of me to do two in one night. Um, the other thing we did, I'm trying to think about event execution. So we had fruit and we had little mini sandwiches. We had sparkling wine with sparkling water, flat water with berries in it. Um, I think our food was pretty much on point. I don't think we had any vegan sandwiches, which was one comment we got, but, um, everything else went really well. We definitely overbought alcohol. Um, people did not drink as much as we thought they would by like a lot, um, which is fine because we can use it for another event, but it was like a lot, like it was way, I think we went through four bottles and that was like a stretch. And we bought 15. So you can imagine that's like a lot of overspend on alcohol, which you didn't expect. Um, the other thing is, yeah, I think just like having great signage and great communication among the team can make an event really successful for any in-person events. Of course, you want to make sure if you are uh, a wearable company that you have lots of places to try stuff on, or if you're like a makeup company, lots of mirrors or makeup testers to try because I think that experience of being in person is really important and capturing the consumer while they're there. We definitely had a deficiency on, we had two change rooms plus a bathroom and we definitely could have used probably two more. Um, people were in line waiting to, for the change room quite a bit. So that kind of sucked. Um, but that's great learning for next time. Uh, we did put signage up in the hallways, outside. There were signs around the neighborhood, which was good. I think we did a great job with signage. Um, definitely, we forgot that the front doors lock after 8, so that was a little bit of a misstep. We should have put a notice out there with our buzzer code or something. Um, but overall, I think the event was a really big success. The one thing that we did really well, I think, was we ran a virtual event. So if people wanted to get in on the event but they weren't in Toronto, because we have a lot of people like abroad who are um, 
fans and followers of our brand. Uh, we ran an like a uh, virtual event where there was a discount. It wasn't as good as the one in person. Um, and it was like a minimum purchase. And we ran that for the time period in which the event was active and sent out links to people who opted in to hear about this virtual event um, to the Instagram live broadcast, et cetera. So I think that's a nice way to include people who aren't physically in your area because you'll find that's just part of it. Like people won't be like around and you want to serve all of your customers as equally as possible. Um, so yeah, overall it was a great event. We did probably the most sales we've ever done in a pop-up times, like by like almost double, maybe even more in one day, maybe two and a half times. So there's definitely something there. We'll be doing another one, but not until probably January Um, If you're listening to this podcast at a later date, it's September right now. So probably look to do one every six months or something like that. But yeah, it's definitely a neat opportunity to connect with your customers. I know my team enjoyed meeting everybody in person and hearing feedback and everybody had lots of great insights after speaking with customers Um, and myself. I just find it very energizing to be able to see people in real life and interact with them. So if you are planning on doing an in-person event, I highly recommend it. Um, it can be so valuable from a brand experience perspective, especially if you're a clothing brand. Um, so hopefully you found these lessons helpful. If you have any questions, reach out and send me a message on the blog or on Instagram. I'd be happy to answer them. Take care. Thank you so much for tuning into the e-commerce Maven podcast. I'm your host, Christy Sumer, e-commerce boss extraordinaire of encircled.ca and founder of Retail Bliss. If you'd like to check out the show notes, they're available for you at retailbliss.ca and click on blog and search for the latest episode. If you'd love to keep in touch, I would too. So check me out on Instagram. That's where I hang out the most, at Christy Sumer. That's K-R-I-S-T-I-S-O-O-M-E-R. Keep doing what you're doing. You're doing awesome. Any small step is a step in the right direction. Keep up the work and we'll see you guys next week. Take care.